We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sanders gets it left side. Big room and a touchdown for Sanders. His second. Throws to the end zone. Touchdown. Adam Thielen makes the catch. Throws over the middle. It's caught by the former Raven. Hayden Hurst reaches for the goal line. In for the touchdown. Deep one. End zone. Caught. Touchdown. DJ Chark, the over-the-shoulder grab. And now Brady under pressure, and he's brought down. Back at the 27-yard line by Brian Burns. And it's picked. J.C. Horn. Panthers have it and will score. It's taken into the end zone by Jeremy Chin. Bryce Young off play action. Deep ball into the end zone. Oh, what a throw on the money for the touchdown. He fell to the three. One, two, three. He All right, a day late, maybe a dollar short, but we're here, folks. The Daily Digest is back for the Panthers camp coverage. Welcome into the Roar podcast, Homecoming. We'll be doing this all throughout the month of July into August. I keep saying it's hard to believe, but it really is becoming more believable by the moment when you see Frank Reich, so many familiar names such as Dom Capers back in the building. And yours truly has had the pleasure of being on-site, fully credentialed, covering the games within the games, looking at the personnel packages, sharing what I can, holding back on what I should. It's a newfound respect, I believe, between the man running this team right now on the field, Frank Reich, and the folks that work there and cover the team and those who manage the media that covers the team outside of the building. I don't know what it's been like in the past. I imagine there has been some conflict at times. We all face that. But I'm beyond blessed and beyond thankful uh, for everybody involved, including my good friends up there at iHeartRadio in Charlotte for making this all happen. Drew Solomon, Chris Crowley, AJ, you guys are great. And not to mention Bruce Spade for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Just a wonderful job running that operation. All right, that's enough. Feeling sappy now. Training camp talk. Let's go. So... We've got a few sound bites to play, a few comments uh, as is. I, look, it's just a little personal story here. I uh, had an opportunity to get in on some of the act there on the press conferences. Uh, it's something I've done with uh, college football at times. I've covered the beat uh, with Clemson and football on the radio side. So asking questions is not a foreign concept to yours truly. I'm happy to do it, especially if we can yielded information from said questions. There are times, though, when you ask a question – 
you think you might have it nailed, and you come up empty, and you learn to go ahead and accept the fact that well, maybe there's a veteran on this team that needs to pay some dues on your behalf. Here's Shaq Thompson in response to Mr. Ellis's question here. Are you looking to build? Such a thing did occur with Shaq Thompson. Uh, you look, we're in good shape. Died that day, and I will be honest with you, Shaq, Shaq is a veteran on this team nine years in. He's He is short and direct, and if you're going to ask a question that tends to be a little bit long and nuanced, <laughs> certain things could happen. It was a friendly exchange. It'll be fine. I'm more interested to see Shaq Thompson on the field, how that progression works. With we'll more about that throughout the course. Defense, we'll talk of this special edition of the Roar Podcast, Homecoming, and named as such because so many are coming home. Oh, yeah, baby. I know I am. Right around the corner from Gibbs Stadium, which will be uh, under the lights. Uh, it's been great to have access. And, you know, I had an opportunity to talk with Shaq Thompson on uh, Thursday. Shaq is very direct. My, my focus has always been giving you as much clear content as possible when it comes to your favorite team. I can't will them to win. I can't uh, strategize with the best coaches on the planet over there as to how they're going to be better or worse or whatnot. You can analyze what's ahead of you, and you can call it for what it is. And right now, this team, they're in just as good a position as anybody in this division to challenge for it. So, Trady K, what I found to be more interesting than in years past because, uh, you know, the, the elephant in the room is going to be Matt Rule versus Frank Gregg. We've already heard some reporters uh, draw the comparisons and work with players to try to find an angle there. Shaq Thompson was actually asked about this. And I want to lead off with this show. And, and full disclosure here, Shaq and I uh, became uh, <laughs> acquainted with one another in this press conference. My question was something along the lines of, Shaq, was it in important for you to stay around Carolina and work that deal out, uh, given the fact you know, you've been here since 2015, there's been a lot of pride with so many great backers to come through that door, uh, your your purpose of staying here and what that means. And, and not so many words, he just said, you heard my answer the other day, it's not about Thomas Davis, it's not about Luke, stop. So, he'll shoot it straight in more ways than one. Uh, we'll pull the audio if we can later, but it was... Uh, Half uh, intimidating, half uh, very, very funny. And on that note, uh, our good friend Mike Kay, one of our good friends there in the press corps, decided to ask Chad Thompson. One of our good buddies there covering the team decided it would be a good move to ask Shaq Thompson about the prior regime. And as Shaq explains in this clip, among other things, he has very little interest in having that discussion. He does have an interest in being cozy. Here he is, Shaq Thompson from Thursday, a man who has very little to say about Matt Rule, but has a unique, positive perspective on his replacement. I'm not even going to talk about the other staff, but this staff, man, they just know how to take care of players a little bit. Um, you see our practices, we come out here, we get our work in, and we get off the field. You know what I mean? Try to beat the heat and come in, work. Um, we're going to start doing situational stuff. You know what I mean? He's bringing in that because it's all about situational football. Things happen. Two minutes happen. Four minutes happen. You know what I mean? So it just brings a lot of knowledge into us and uh, making sure everybody knows what to do and handle situations. You know what I mean? Nobody folds under pressure. And that's what they're doing out here for us. Look, take Shaq's words for what they are. He does not want to have a big soliloquy and debate over Matt Rule. Made it clear. 
At the same time, he gives high praise to Frank Reich by listing components that not only Shaq highlights here, but these are things that I was pointing out covering camp uh, in my own capacity the past couple of years that felt like it just lacked and lacked a lot in terms of, uh, let me give you my little list here, tempo, purpose, organization, time management, how efficient is this practice? And, and then you look at the situation right now where Johnny Hecker, who appeared on my station, uh, 104.9 Fox Sports Upstate, he was a part of the We Care uh, Radiothon for Prisma Health, and uh, he was on my show, which is called Game On. You can hear in the upstate of South Carolina, 4 to 6 p.m. You can also catch it on the iHeartRadio app. And Johnny Hecker told me directly when I asked him, what's the main difference between Mad Rule and this new regime right now? His words were, there's no more guessing. There's no more guessing. That's another observation I've made over these two days plus at Wofford watching practice. You can't tell everything. You can't sense everything. But you can get a real good temperature here. Tommy Trimble, another guy that we've heard from. Mike Kay from the Charlotte Observer wrote a piece about not just Tommy, but the quarterback play uh, as it relates to the tight end play. It was a very good piece of work. I would recommend you follow Mike at Mike underscore E underscore K on Twitter. Find out how to give a buck a month or whatever it is to these articles from the Charlotte Observer. Because whatever you think about an outlet, Mike's there. Mike does a hell of a job. You're missing on great intel. To that point, he did a great interview with Tommy Tremble. A guy that has flown under the radar, a guy that probably needs a little more development. And and again, paraphrasing here, Tommy had made the point that it feels like they're finally getting a next gear, a next level of coaching and development as receivers now. But yeah, I mean, look, it's been great. Panthers camp, it's been here for the longest of time. I've had a great chance to connect with uh, some of the voices and faces you all know so well. I'd say the posse I run with the most right now is Mike Kay, Charlotte Observer, Nick Carboni, my longtime friend from NBC Charlotte, Joe Person. I haven't seen him in forever. We've talked. We've caught up. you got uh, the awesome, of course, Sheena Quick has been out there every day hustling, doing great work. Uh, Vashti Hurt, I, I believe, has been on site every day, and I just was flattered if not honored, honor is a strong word, to show up the first day at arrival day, to have the credentials, to know that, okay, this is something I can rely on now with my work with 99.7 The Fox. And it's not like there was a round of applause that, oh, he finally made it, but there were a few of my buds there. And Mike Solardi as well that said, you know what, John? Oh boy, you're here. And so, for all the kind words out there, thank you, first and foremost. I, I've had the chance to be a part of every press conference uh, so far, and I, I've not been afraid to be a little vocal at times and in a very fair way. And I, I told everybody all along, you just give me one shot at doing this. I think you'll be surprised. For those who think it's all about memes and, and jokes and, and old country buffet liners on my Twitter account, and look, we have fun. I'm pretty good at taking that other head off, and let's let's do it the right way. Uh, camp itself has been interesting in terms of the results. Bryce Young, look, what don't we see yet? What are we lacking? Uh, obviously, hits. Uh, we're not seeing a lot of padded work yet. There's going to be a stark contrast when the preseason games are there. If he does play those games, one assume uh, he would at least one. Uh, and you you try to clean what you can from what you have in terms of the seven on seven stuff that's being run. 
let's just talk about the quarterback a little bit in terms of observations from the field. Keep it real simple for you because there's a lot I could give you in terms of breakdown of completion versus non-completions, what could be considered a sack. Uh, Amari Bonner, in my opinion, number 90, probably had a sack on one, but uh, Dalton got rid of it and it was picked off by uh, Gruger Hill, who's been a nice surprise, by the way. But offensively, it starts with the quarterback. It always does. Uh, the offensive uh, foundation is run uh, by Frank Reich and Thomas Brown, hand-in-hand. Hand. You have Deuce Staley uh, coaching the running backs and, and the rest of this coaching staff that is very solid. Josh McCown uh, is also on the staff as the quarterback's coach. And Look, Bryce, when you put on tape for his Alabama days, the best word I can use is just relaxed in a feathery light type of way with his drops, the way he holds the ball in the pocket with both hands. There is a cool, calm collectiveness that is irreplaceable, unmistakably authentic. And I think you see a lot of this now where where quarterbacks are – and performance schools are certainly not the bane of my existence, but there are certain quick, you know, hose it off type of places where, hey, we've got to teach our son right now how to be a world class athlete psychologically. Uh, Bryce has played the long game with that, and when when I had a chance to talk with him on day one, one of the questions that came to mind was film study. It's what we do here on Game On, on Fox Sports Upstate, on the Twitter, One Panther Place. It's difficult to do it the right way all the time. And everybody has their own methodology by which they study, but people have said constantly, he's a gym rat, he's also a film rat, he's going to be constantly in the books. And, and let's see if that's the case, because the intelligence level is there, the ability is there. Let's see what the, the motivation is to do it. To finish what you're doing here, it's fine. But uh, honestly, it's just uh, Bryce operates with great comfort and great confidence. It wasn't perfect. Uh, There were a blemish or two on the record on Thursday's practice session. There were also some throws that I can tell you about here momentarily that were off the charts good. Here's one that comes to mind. So I'm on the sidelines. Uh, The opposite hash side of which the quarterback is uh, seeing the field from. So, again, the NFL tends to be tricky about this. They're going to put you in spots where you need to be efficient, down distance, length, uh, situational football. Do we lateral back with no seconds? Do we go overtime? The things you learn as you go. So, when it comes to Bryce Young, Bryce will benefit tremendously, tremendously from a couple of components that I'm already seeing in this uh roster composition that I like. Okay, number one, the offensive line will be just fine. I know there's a couple of guys that are out. Corbett's still working his way back. You're getting great reps for all of these guys in their positions, and it's, it's great to see. Um, you've got so much in terms of not just depth on the offensive line, but flexibility. And to that end, in a much different way than it's been explained in past years, where I'm not a big proponent late in the season or in season of doing the juggling deal when it comes to your starting five. Frank Reich spoke with the media before uh, their day off on Friday and had an opportunity to share his perspective with the purpose behind early in camp moving some offensive line pieces around. Here's Frank's answer on that. You just need depth, right? You you know, you want... You want guys that can play multiple positions and 
it's a long season, and so you really want versatility with those guys up front. More than ever before, it just seems like that comes up year, year in and year out. So um, getting the training now while we're getting a lot of reps is really important. Then once you get closer to the season, you know, you kind of really zone in on your position. And again, I think one of the scary things about it from Panthers fans' perspective is, oh boy, or what are we doing now? Brady Christensen is going back somewhere else. Is it all falling apart? And that's not what's happening here. Raises eyebrows anytime you hear comments like that. And then you realize it's okay to just take a breather and understand that there's more to life than what we're talking about at this very moment, which continues to be the world of the Carolina Panthers, is they're going to be heading into day three of. Uh, what is going to, before you know it, just come and go here at Wofford. Day three will actually be commencing over at Gibbs Stadium, right beside the practice fields, right on the other side there. 11 o'clock is when it all starts. That does not mean roll up at 11 o'clock. I sound like my father here. Uh, I would advise you to go to Ticketmaster or the Panthers website, panthers.com. Come on out, bring the family. The weather will be hot, but you know when you have it at Gibbs Stadium, you're going to get a chance to see the whole field. Just hydrate. That's all you could do. A little more on camp, giving you an idea of what I've seen just from positions and, and battles. There's been some talk about LaVisca Chenault. Um, a lot of tweets went out the minute it happened. I've, I've grown a, a natural reluctance to be uh, first on the, the block here with news. I don't feel it's necessary for my current role to have to rush into that. And I respect beat reporters that are honestly at the cutting edge of, of sourcing and it's important to get it in quick and equally so, if not more so, correct. So you dive through the rest of this roster and again, it's It's a combination of studying the personnel, getting a sense of what the personnel looks and feels like to this team right now, to this coaching staff right now, while also understanding completely that there are going to be battles left and right, all the way down to the kick return game. Uh, I asked Frank about that yesterday. We can play some audio in a minute uh, from his response, but... Just asked him, hey, you know, you played in Buffalo. This is a team that was, uh, for better or worse, they had Steve Tasker and many others. And the Norwood thing was unfortunate. But overall, it was so predicated around excellence on special teams coverage and returns. And what do you do now? And, and Frank gave a very diplomatic answer. He said, we'll look for all the solutions we can find. We've got good players. But uh, there's not much you can do about it. And it is frustrating, but... I sort of in general agree with Frank and not to become artificial <laughs> anger guy if you can help it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Frank's an interesting guy. You know, I remember looking back at when the Colts were having some success and they were beating some really good playoff teams uh, during that stretch before uh, their quarterback got hurt or was put on the bench and then was placed on on some type of reserve list. And then season uh, for Frank Reich went south after that. But you have to remember right before that happened, right when things were functional, they went into Arizona, who was very good at the time, and they took care of that. They beat New England earlier in that month. They also uh, had big wins uh, when we look across the division. I, I want to be very fair to Matt Rule here. When guys showed up last year, there were a lot of players that were excited. Like they're, they're, the, the, these guys aren't showing up last year this time and pouting. But there was some stuff going on that didn't feel quite right. I mean, the Paraman incident with the, <laughs> the motorcycle and the helmet, and then he gets traded, and uh, Baker Mayfield, that was a scramble drill to get him in the building, and now you do truly have uh, a slate that's clean in more ways than one, and let's keep it that way. An opportunity to really, truly get this right. And it all starts with hiring somebody that understand systems, foundations, organizational concepts, leadership concepts, and at the end of the day knows how to not only get the most out of his people, but find the right people to help him get the most out of other people. And I have to believe, and I, I said it last night, that Steve Wilkes, <laughs> if you had given him the job, I would have been more than okay with that. And he is one of the more underrated ambassadors and, and in historical figures in this franchise's history. And maybe one day the whole league will look back upon it, wherever this goes with Carolina, and say, you know what? Had not been for Steve Wilkes, understanding immediately that it was going to take total cleanup duty up here to make this right. Watching this all unfold in front of us, because Steve Wilkes to me would have been more than exceptional in terms of a choice of a coach for me because you can believe in that man. He will take you to where you need to go to be a winner. And players, what they care about, they're not looking at, oh, 18-1, 17-1. No one's looking at that right now. It's one activity at a time, one day at a time. Then it becomes one install at a time. The games come. Before you know it, it's over. And people say coaching doesn't matter. It absolutely does. And what Frank Reich was able to do, and not so many words, was – leverage his organizational acumen and his ideas and his preparedness and his connections and his willingness to take a step back, much like he did with Scott Fitterer in the draft process. And that was clear as day, and it's to both of their benefits to do that. The the ability to take a step back and do the right thing. But my goodness, Shaq Thompson, once again, made a very clear point that he's being treated like a man right now. And they're not wearing their bodies down. Do you catch that comment? So believing and experiencing are two separate islands that require a ferry that ain't coming. You're going to have to swim it. <laughs> they, they don't coexist. You can believe and hope and want all day long. Teams that take action tend to get the action. And I can tell you about what Carolina's put together here is uh, I waited all summer patiently to go across the street, essentially, to Walford. And I can't tell you how how energetic it is. The fans are back. How about Steve Smith and Musin Muhammad in attendance today? 
2020 was when we started this podcast, the Roar Podcast. And by the way, welcome into a special edition of the Roar. It's called Homecoming. We're once a night, uh, and hopefully it'll continue this way. We give you at least 30 good minutes of coverage, stories, uh, any breaking news we have here on the camp front, we'll give it to you. And just some general observations on where the trends are heading for this team. You can see some things going on. Offensive identity, defensive identity. When you get Steve Smith back in the building, when you got Moose back in the building, both are going uh, places that uh, uh, in the Hall of Honor that, that will be together forever. And in the Hall of Fame, Steve will be there very soon. I have no doubt Moose right on the outside looking in right now, but still owns the longest touchdown reception in Super Bowl history. I didn't see a lot of this going on when Matt Rule was the head coach. I, I saw some of it, not a lot of it. But, you know, you get that first overall pick, you get Bryce Young, you get excitement. There should be excitement wrapping up my commentary on Young because there are more players out there, but he is just so good at seeing the field and anticipating the spots, throwing people open. The deep shot he had that everybody's talking about to to DJ Chark, it was nothing that exceptional in terms of bombs away. It was an anticipatory throw maneuvering through pocket trouble could have been called a sack. Who knows? But he gives you a chance, not necessarily just physically, with his mind, with his ability to think on his feet. And like I said, when he's in the pocket, when he's negotiating trouble, there is an aura about him. It's not even an aura. It's a, you can physically see it and almost feel it, a calmness in his shoulders and in the way he holds the ball with both hands in the pocket. And everything is downfield, eyes downfield, fluid, smooth, relaxed, and will release on a dime. Go watch the Kansas State game he played in, among others. Uh, you can go back and look at the final drive he had against uh, Auburn. And look at even when they lost against LSU, the final drive there. Uh, look at what he did Alabama twice back in 2021. And the reactions after the touchdown. Natural born leader has played around a host of NFL players for the past couple of years. It's not above him. It's not something that he sees as mythical. His shoulders might be slightly smaller than a few quarterbacks out there who star every week without problem. Maybe. The height to me, it's the same issue that Drew and Vic and and, and even Russell might have had and, and a few others. You work through it. There were some differences in the, the flow of the practice today to a certain degree. Yesterday, and I mentioned some of the throws that were made um, on Tuesday. There have been some turnovers now. And again, it's really early, but I want to just highlight some players on defense who have been a part of uh, generating not only pressure, but getting in on the act. Uh, some, some key names that have had good camps so far. Uh, Camus Gruzier-Hill, who's a rookie, uh, not a rookie, but a veteran linebacker who comes in. Uh, he picked off Andy Dalton early on in the action there. And I keep seeing Barno out of the corner of my eye. Now, again, you can't film practice. You can't really go back and look at tape. But I had the sense that Barno created some backside pressure for Dalton that helped with that. That, that could be wrong. I don't know. But I would give him a thumbs up right now. Um, how about C.J. Henderson? Henderson had a pick. Over the past couple of days. Uh, again, Reich had addressed this to the media. He's not concerned about it. Uh, this was not a conventional interception. Uh, it was uh, apparently a communication issue. There was a little sit route that, that they were going to run, and, or stick as it was called. Uh, you know the route, and uh, it happens. And this is where you work those kinks out. 
as Reich said, quote, normal stuff. <laughs> Something we've seen very little of the past few years around here. Quote, normal stuff. Calming influence once again, Frank Reich. I couldn't have imagined covering Matt Rule in that press room last year. I couldn't. Not that there was ever any animus on my end. And I don't think he was a big fan of what we did, but we were honest and we weren't buying into it from day one. With Frank, you know what you're getting. You're getting a guy who's been with Marv Levy and with Ted Marchabroda and with Jim Kelly. And oh, by the way, Maryland, the largest comeback at the time ever, and he's done it twice. And you've earned your stripes with that. You, it, it's like, yeah, fun. When Frank speaks, you listen because there's something there that can be a little bit of a hidden gem that you take with you. He is a tremendous communicator and a great leader. How great of a coach is he? I, you know, look, he's been in the playoffs a couple of times. It's a great staff he's got here. Guess we're going to find out, aren't we? I'm happy to be finding it out with a guy that you can talk to and get answers from and is patient enough with you in the media to give you, meaning you, fans out there, what you need in terms of a good, reasonable response. Hold feet to the fire, sure, when needed, but not unnecessarily. So you see other players on defense that have been in the action. Of course, Frankie Louvu has been uh, sitting uh, in, in that stack backer position. I believe we've seen some of the three safety stuff. Uh, I did, charting it has been difficult. I've got responsibilities with iHeartRadio that have me all over the field, but you were not getting a really good glimpse at the, the structure of their 11 and 11s. I do think I saw Bell now wearing number 24 along with Woods in the game and Chin 21 down the box, which would indicate some type of uh, nickel sub package, which would seem to indicate you're looking at uh, the traditional big nickel. Uh, maybe it's something different, but that's where I'm putting that right there. It, it's Adam Thielen season as well. And look, he is so pure with his routes. It, it's just like watching a mechanic go to work. It's reliable, dependable, repeatable. I'll say this, that Shaq Thompson has kind of turned it on the defensive side as a very vocal person, vocal leader. Uh, here was his quote about Bryce Young. Uh, quote, he had a hell of a performance on Monday. Everybody enjoyed it. He got into it, Thompson said. I'm trying to tell you, it was like a concert. He set the stage. And it was. It was. Shaq continues, quote, we were just seeing that personality out of him. It was like, shit, I'll get behind that. When you first get in here, you've got to earn that trust, but it was a whole different price. It was good to see. Uh, by the way, we learned this week uh, through Joe Person and others, uh, and I believe Joe may have asked the question, if I'm wrong, correct me, that uh, once upon a time, um, at DJ Chark, uh, who, by the way, I, <laughs> this is nothing you should care about, DJ sat beside me out of the blue in the press room today, in the tent, just pulled up a chair, and we just chatted. <laughs> Very pleasant man. Very pleasant young man. Um, that was cool. That was uh, cool in a sense that, hey, there's a football player. He plays football. He catches touchdowns. He's on deck for the press conference, and we sit here. <laughs> so he and I are watching Shaq's press conference together, among others. Here, this is according to Joe Person from The Athletic. Uh, Chark has been impressed with Young's humility, revealing that Young drove for DoorDash his freshman year at Alabama. And he wanted to say, quote, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell that to nobody, but things uh, just like that. How many Heisman quarterbacks were doing stuff like that? That's just humble to me. Let me add to that. Uh, the last time I was credentialed, ironically enough, was 2011. 
uh, an equally big event uh, due to the fact you had a new head coach and a new rookie quarterback, number one overall, coming in the building. Same situation. Rivera, Newton. And now it's young and Reich. And it's the same type of feel in a lot of ways in terms of the excitement in the air. And much has been made about Bryce Young's parents, Julie and Craig. They were there in attendance. And I didn't get a chance to see when they were making the rounds and they were signing autographs, I I think. And they should. They're they're the Heisman Trophy winner's parents. It's a touching moment, if you're a Panthers fan, when Don Toner, uh, on the Panthers.com video, I think it was a blueprint, walked Bryce Young through the locker room. And Don Toner, again, a good guy who's been equipment management with this team from day one. Literally one of the few guys, other than Jim Zoki to be with this franchise since day one. So Don understands it. He takes Bryce up to his locker. His parents are walking a little bit further behind. Bryce gets to the locker. He looks up at it, and he looks to his right, and there's a big poster of Jake DeLome, uh, presumably put back up by either Steve Wilkes or this new regime. Or maybe they never came down. I assume a lot came down. I've been told that. <laughs> okay, leave it at that. More coming later on that when we can solidify it with a few other sources on the record. That said... What a moment where they all got together, the mom and dad, uh, Julian Craig, and, of course, their son, Bryce. Uh, so, so my little story here is that we have this tent set up again, the Panthers do, where they bring in Frank and, and Bryce and, and then a couple of other players for full media avails after each practice. It's been very efficient. Uh, it's been very helpful, instructive for everybody. Uh, I, I'm probably go doing a segment here that half of the people that work in the media just snoozing away at, and that's fine. But this is for fans that might appreciate a little bit of this uh, sidebar. So I'm standing there right outside the tent, uh, and and it's Bryce speaking on the podium. And uh, somebody had mentioned something about, I think it was pretty emotional that your dad even cried. And, and his dad actually yelled out in the middle. He said, I did? <laughs> Objecting to that right away. I don't recall crying, but if I might have, it got a good laugh. And Bryce continues with his uh, press conference. And I, I, I'm wearing a Clemson ball cap because I, I work for the Clemson Network. I do the pregame show, and it's a ball cap. I've worn a Gamecocks hat. I've worn Panthers hats. I'm not going to do that covering this team. It's not a good look. But uh, guys are out here wearing college hats. It's fine. Um. Turned to the, the gentleman to my left here and I said, How are you doing, John Ellis? I Heart Radio. I said, Oh, how are you doing? Good to meet you. Craig Young. It's my wife, Julie. Just introducing me like HOA committee members, the nicest of the variety, by the way. And I said, Oh, you're Bryce's parents. I had no idea. I really did have no idea. It was just, this was almost like fans that were standing there. I thought it was a couple of fans, a couple of listeners of like one of the stations. And I said, my goodness, you guys are all the way from here. I, I didn't know you'd be there at his first practice. This is amazing. Uh, don't let me interrupt if you want to listen to him talk. And, and, and they were, you know, very kind about that. But uh, the dad kept talking to me a little bit. And I talked with him and said, you've been a Clemson fan. You're working for him. I said, no, I do the show for their radio network. It's a pregame uh, show that goes two hours. And we do three more after that. And I tried to watch it not to bore him to death, but the, I could tell that you know, with his Alabama roots, with his son, you know, it's a, Clemson's a team of interest. So I hope the hat didn't uh, bring back memories that were too bad for quarterbacks prior to, to his son. But 
all this is to say that you got somebody very special running your operation at quarterback. Now, there have been some nice guys before that have flopped, and I get that. That's the reality of the world. Uh, here, here, are, here are my list of takeaways from Bryce Young so far, and this will be an ever-evolving list. Number one, I've seen very few quarterbacks who process and deliver the ball accurately with the timing rhythm component as well as he does. He is a magician in terms of the simplicity of the game. He's also simply magical when it comes to stuff that breaks down. Okay, this isn't going so well. Feeling a little crowded in the pocket? No fear. Let's go buy a little time. Usually when that happens, you end up throwing the ball away. You might try to go upfield, get nine yards. He's always looking to make a passing completion. And it's not just a completion. One that could possibly go for six. We've seen it several times. We've seen guys in the past that step in and suddenly, oh, God, they don't know the playbook and there's the things that happen. It, there's a learning curve. There's none of that with Bryce Young. Day one, hour one. I talked about it earlier. There's a seven route. He runs the boundary. Okay? About a 15, 18-yard throw from the opposite hash. Thielen is still running up to the stem, not even making his break yet. Eyes are still in front of everything. His head is facing. The back of his head is facing Bryce. All of a sudden, I see the perfectly thrown spiral I've ever seen coming right at me to the sidelines. I'm thinking, oh boy. And out of a flash, he comes stealing, cutting off that stem right to the boundary. Perfect catch. The chemistry involved, that happened several times. It's not rocket science, but it takes some practice to know when and where to put that ball. Um, I'm not going to say Bryce Young is, is the most physically gifted person I've ever seen, but when I told you during the draft process... And I wasn't alone, but I did my homework on CJ. I told people, look, I need a few weeks. Let me go look at all of them. I came back after looking at about, let's say, two hours of tape on, on Bryce. After looking at the same amount of everybody else and saying, all right, if there's two or three more hours I need to look at, I know what we got here on each of these guys. Or at least I know what I think I would have if I was on the team. Absolute can't miss unless he hurts his clavicle or shoulder. That's it. C.J. Stroud, a little too dependent on maybe what he was working with with Ryan Day and the weapons there. Still, great release, mechanically sound, maybe a little too mechanical, but that might be what you want. Anthony Richardson, what a gift, physically. Uh, If you harness it, if you build the right system around it, it's not to say he can't throw 10-yard out routes now. He needs consistency there. Somebody will help him build that. It's the best thing they could have done. And DJ Moore, what hopefully can be great times in Chicago for his own development. He deserves it. He's been through a lot here. A lot of quarterbacks. But, you know, the fans here deserve it, too. And, you know, the, the initial reaction, we did our podcast, Billy and I, when DJ Moore was traded, uh, was not one of negativity by design. It was one of not even skepticism by design. It was one of just asking questions about... Let's make sure we're clear on what we're giving up and getting here if you're a Panthers fan. That's all it was. With that said, it was well worth it in my opinion. If you asked me six months ago, would I treat DJ Moore for Bryce Young? That's tough. Tough to answer that. Uh, areas he might struggle. Again, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with the processing. Maybe some of the deep shots and in, in, in conditions. Uh, there's a part of his arm that will 
not be perfect at times. He played a lot of games indoors and some of those big games and controlled environments, but he also played outdoors a lot and played in big moments. And I think what helps carry him over, it's much like his head coach, Frank Reich, experience in high leverage moments at every walk of it. Maryland for Frank Reich, longest, largest comeback ever. How about Frank backing up Jim Kelly? How about him having to do it in the championship or in the wildcard round and doing it to continue this team's dream to get to a Super Bowl? How about the fact that Jim uh, Kelly was right there with him, but Frank Reich, even on the Norwood miss, he held kicks for those kickers. One Norwood was a made kick, by the way, that we never show. They should show it more as a playoff game the later year. And Steve Christie as well. Situationally, Frank Reich has been in some of the biggest moments ever. Talk about the Super Bowl back against the, the uh, of course, Tom Brady-led Patriots, where the Philly special was obviously a Doug Peterson brainchild, but it had some fingerprints of one Frank Reich on it. Frank is too humble to have that conversation. I'll have it on his behalf. I'm a true believer. That experience, those moments, what you garner and gain from those moments, win or lose, define you and help you grow. And so I'm completely on board with this quarterback. I was when they drafted him. I I couldn't possibly feel better about it. If something happens where he gets hurt, what the hell can you do? I don't see a small man. You know, the legs are built for this. He's quite a football player and more importantly, quite a thinker, quite a film connoisseur, absorption of film. I'm telling you, that's the part of it that we don't talk about nearly enough in the detail that it should be talked about. So that's that on the offensive side of things. Miles Sanders will continue to get uh, the Miles Sanders touches. Blackshear has been uh, a part of the mix, too. Again, LaVisca Chenault getting touches. Uh, listed as a receiver, but you're getting jet-type touches out of the motion. You're getting reset uh, motion and getting into the backfield and getting uh, sort of the read option look. Uh, you're, you're getting this sense that Frank is going to be very careful with some of his vets. I don't sense that there's any decisions being made on who's going to play and who's not. Maybe that's happened and I just don't know it, but Frank has been very clear about the fact that his players mean a lot to him. He was a player. He respects them. Back to Shaq Thompson's point. said he didn't want to talk about Matt Rule, but paraphrasing here that uh, Frank cares about his players, cares about their safety and health, and wants to make sure they're fresh. And I can see that. I can totally see it. It's an interesting season for the Carolina Panthers. Interesting season. It's going to be fascinating to see what can come together. How fast can it come together? Uh, it... it I, there's no need to wait. And again, I'll say this, that the people in that room right now, they work with urgency. They're NFL lifers. You think Dom Capers wants to wait around seven years or three? No. And Jim Caldwell, now they're here to consult, to help, to, to get another ring. So the goal is to win the ring this year. And that's a, that's a welcome change. Now, has it realistic? Look, I don't know. It's quite realistic in the NFC to be flying under the radar right now and to find a way to get yourself in a position where all of a sudden, hey, you win 10 games, which is not unthinkable for a team that came on as strong as it did last year and got better since then. Not unthinkable to think this team could win 10 games. Billy and I will do a preview show about that later in this uh, this series that we're doing. But again, it's called The Roar Homecoming. 
where every day we come on home, just like Frank Reich and, and Dom Capers and many others have. And we'll try to give you a little something new every day. We can't cover every bit of the team every single day for 30 minutes. But hopefully this helps you get some perspective on what camp is like. One more note, uh, Brian Burns uh, has been working uh, with uh, a couple of the staffers, uh, linebacker coaches and uh, and defensive specialists out there that are on staff. And it appeared to be he was working on coverage drills um, and and he was very fluid within. Got a video of it captured. I was allowed to do it and, and posted it on Twitter. One Panther place, uh, I believe uh, McClover, his brother, retweeted it. And So there's some growing excitement, I think, from a lot of people, myself included, after watching body work. The number zero, obviously, the quick feet. Uh, the, he is a violent uh, ballet artist. He really is. If he could just turn the corner and get you those 16, 17 sacks, maybe some people would be more satisfied. I still don't think that's it. It's a total production. It's going to be a fascinating weekend ahead. We're back at Wofford, of course, on Saturday. It's back together weekend. Starts at 11 a.m. It's at Gibbs Stadium. Get there early. Bring a lot of water. Buy a lot of water. Hydrate before you go. It's going to be hot. One of the hotter summers we've had here in a long time. But you know what? Frank Reich's not complaining. Ain't a damn person complaining. They're coming out. They're having fun. It's a good time. I've got some thoughts on Jonathan Mingo tomorrow. I've got some more thoughts on this offensive line. Let's talk a little bit about Terrace Marshall, the tight end position, the running backs, and even special teams. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Roar Homecoming. A little look at the Carolina Panthers training camp right across the street at Walford College. I'm your host, John Ellis. We will see you next time right here on Blue Wire. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.